Hey guys, this is Tina B. And Charmaine G. We're here to talk about the messiness of life. It's ugly. And it's raw. It's real. And it's a freaking game. It's whack-a-mole. 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 This is us. And our gift to you. Look at us. Do you... Here we are. <laughs> we are live, literally... In person. In a video. <laughs> We're in person. <laughs> this is a landmark day for us. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, mostly for me because Charmaine doesn't care. She doesn't mind being on I video. Get- and me, um, I don't like it. I'm not photogenic. Like, I'm comfortable with, with what I look like, just, you know. But I don't put a camera or a video camera, like, there's shit that shows up on my face that's not, I don't know where it comes from. You, your whole aura, your whole thing face and everything that's not going to come out right but seriously (laughs) everything about you just shrinks when the camera's in front of you and i mean i'm talking about any kind of picture cell phones thank goodness for filters because when you got your snapchat going tina like came around the office and was dancing oh my gosh take selfies first time in my whole life they didn't have that crap when i was taking Mm -mm. photos as a teenager Mm -mm. so we will snapchat after this and have it online. <laughs> Don't get crazy. Tell okay, she's here we beautiful. are. Oh, thank you. The reason why, uh, you know, I've been encouraging Tina is because when we're talking, her personality comes out in her hands a lot. I do. You guys look at my hair. I got my rock and roll hair on and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys get to know her let a lot more about not just the your voice. rock and roll hair, let the good times roll. Who's that? Do you know? Hell no. Sean does. Who sings that song? I don't know. Liar. Really? It's the cars. The cars? Lies and the big cars. Lies. Okay, here we are. It is Tuesday, January 26th, 2020. We're a minute into the into the new year. So it's... um. I don't know. I'm feeling some stuff. Tina, you guys, I'm not. I'm on one today. I did. I had like two cups of coffee in the afternoon. I probably won't be sleeping tonight. It'll be a good episode. It should be. What's new with you? What'd you do this weekend? Oh my gosh, this weekend. I want to say so many graphic things right now, but I'm going to hold back. Oh. M G. I had a housewarming party. Uh, Tina held to her end of the bargain, you guys. Brought the beautiful... um, design of in my interpretation of the flower of life and i have a beautiful self talented by tina patrico wait what do you that's it patrico i mean you have five names we've talked about this (laughs) just patrico and jackson patrico tina b and it's beautiful and um all it took was having people over and i have laughed she had to throw a party to receive artwork from me it's true sean the chair didn't show up okay We'll just have to put that online later. God bless America. America. We're not talking about the chair today. Sean. No. So Tina and I played a game with some... uh, With our partners. With our partners. Male. Uh, I feel like when you say partner now, it could be like... Yeah. I'm into that too. I mean, okay. I'm not into that on air, but I think it's totally fine if people are into that. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think it's... But I'm not. So the game... (laughs) Was that's what she said? Who watches The Office? Raise your hand, Ronnie. Say, I like you even more now, Sean D. No, lame. Okay, you're watching me. Oh, I'm watching you. I'm watching me now. 
Okay, this is not going to be something I get used to, but um, long story short, that's what she said. Very graphic. Um, you got to be the judge, and you got to be as rude and crude as you can be, and try to match the humor of the judge. Judge, and I'm not going to lie to you. Tina picked my card one out of three every time. That just shows. And she picked mine. We are so synced up. It's not even funny. We laughed so hard. Our (laughs) eyes were tearing. Our tummies hurt. It was the funniest game like ever. Um, It's in the vein of Cards Against Humanity. Um, And for people who don't know what that is, it's in the vein of apples to apples. So you have one person who draws a card, reads a sentence, and then everybody throws the best phrase card that they have um, to finish it off. And then the uh the leader in that round chooses which one so it was so much fun we laughed so hard i literally greg and i have been like in bed saying funny (laughs) stuff okay i don't want to get too too graphic but one of them was i like a salty rim that was an option for an answer to (laughs) my favorite was was, funny i like my meat warm and tender with a nice pink center Okay, so there's that. Um, and it was lovely to be at your home. Thank you. I went to Charmaine's new house, and it's lovely, beautiful. Um, it kind of looks like a museum a little bit. It doesn't look like people reside there because it's very neat, tidy, and clean. Because you guys were coming over. Like, I worked my ass off all day that day. You're so cute. I didn't mean to insult you. I didn't no, mean to insult you. I just want you to come over when life's real because that was show. That was all show, because um, it came undone right after you guys left. You know well, what I'm I saying? went back to my house going, oh my gosh, I'm approaching hoarding level. <laughs> <laughs> I, Not really. You've seen my garage. It's half of it's in the garage still to where I'm like, hey, you want something? Come and get it. You want it? You can have it. Oh, I definitely tagged a couple of objects in her um, in her garage. So we did that this weekend. We went to Brian Head on Sunday. That looked fun. Brian Head, for those of you who are not who are not from here is um, the nearest ski resort up above Cedar City, Utah. And we went tubing. We do ski and snowboard, but this time we just went tubing. And I got to tell you, we had a freaking blast. It It was 19 degrees up there and the flurries didn't stop for four hours. Well, at first I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going home. Just I'll wait in the car with some hot cocoa. But once we got in there. You sweat your balls off. Well, yeah, you've got like layers and layers and then you can't forget this. And God forbid you need to get something out of your pocket because that's a whole other show. That's pulling gloves off and fishing around. Where did I put that? Oh, it's inside my bib overalls in the side pocket of my yoga pants. That's where my phone was and I wanted to take pictures. Then getting it back in there. You look like you're molesting yourself. It's not, it's... It is what it is, but we had so much fun. Oh, we did. We had a great time. Good weekend. Good life. Life was good oh to gosh. us this last week. Huh? Life is perpetually good for me. It's happening. Honestly. And I know that and can say it with confidence because life has not always been perpetually good for me. You know the difference. There's Yes. Yep. I know the opposite. Opposition of all things. That's actually when you have a knowledge and then how you apply it is the wisdom piece. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Yep. So I think you're blessed because next week when it's time to check in, it may be different. Life happens, you know. But Don't attract. I'm that. not. I know. I seriously just 
freaking vaporized cursed you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not me. I know. Not me either. Going strong. Not me either. Hanging in there tough. Um, with that being said. Charmaine is eating licorice. Uh-huh. We're on the air. It looks good. Um, show me your tongue, Tina. Okay, I got to tell you. That's funny. my Aussie tongue. My kiss tongue. <laughs> so, Jer um, loves Napoleon Dynamite and introduced my kids to Napoleon Dynamite. Say it. Say it. Go ahead. Let's get that to, over with. <laughs> let's get that over with. It's not... Um, Eat your food, Tina, it's not you original. lard. <laughs> Hold on, though. Myra says it. I just got to tell you, my sweet little nine-year-old, and she doesn't even... She. It's not... It's a, Right now, I feel horrible because you're looking at me like demonized. But I wonder what you're teaching your children about me. I laugh. Not you. There's many Tinas. In your life? Tina the freaking llama. But when she says it, though, she says it with such venom that you can't help but to laugh. And then it quickly right after, I'm like, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> you shouldn't say that. Oh, my gosh. That stuff's funny. Just like when your kid swears. I mean, it's not like you want to be like, that's not cool. Yeah. But like you're. I go into the bathroom and just start cackling. I mean, <laughs> what is the age that, like, like my son kind of had a not a stutter or anything, but a little bit of impediment, and we're in the back of church, and truck was, boop, you know, Sean, ring the bell, F word, and I purposely would be like, "What do you want, honey?" So he would say it over and over and over again. And I thought it was hilarious and everybody else, you know, they laugh because of his age, but there's that window when you have to correct them mm -hmm. to let them know the world's not okay with it. And then when they start to get into that nine, 10 years of age, you want to bond with him like you're cool and stuff. I want to so do that with my adult clients. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll throw an F word and they're like, oh, I like her. I do like her. Yeah, Cause she'll have to come down. Right. Cause then I can relate to them. And tell them. However, you know. when is it okay to say, "Kids, you're you're cool to you're cool to cuss because you're adult I don't now. know that you're... it ever is, oh, but I will say that there's a different standard that. with my kids than there was when I was growing up. Because if I got caught saying the f word, which flew out of my mouth, once I was like 11 or 12, you knew what it meant. Well, I didn't really. I just knew <laughs> if you said the f word, you were going to get attention. Oh, here it comes. Sean D. Uh, my child doesn't swear. Never. Oh until I heard him say the C word. <gasps> oh, my God. That's, that's, like, that's not even a cuss word. That's, that's not like, beginner oh, cussing. Horrible. At all. Oh, no, you no. He, up he, went, to that. he went postgraduate right away. Seriously. And where I, did he hear that? Well, I mean, even the context was like, okay, let's let's discuss this word. So we, yeah. had, we had a little chit chat. Do you know about what that is? Do I know? No. Well, yes, I, I do. <laughs> did, did he know I, what that was? He, well, he had a, a small education afterwards. Okay. So we, we had a discussion. Was he quite like, I'm not going to say that again? Or did he, was that his language? I think I described it in a way to let him make his own decision. Ah. So I always ask And my what kids, decision did he make? I don't know. I haven't heard it since. Oh, well, ah, that's good. I a good one time, technique. One time sent a voice memo to Marissa from Samantha. And Marissa was at the movies with her friend, Albert. They were just friends. And um, we were, she and I were like laying on my bed just being goofy. And I recorded her saying, how's the movie, bitch? She was like <laughs> six or seven. <laughs> I teach her that. It's quiet. 
uncomfortable. Moving on. No, no. So she, I sent it and Marissa had to leave the theater because she was laughing so hard. And to hear, and like Mar Samantha didn't pronounce her R's when she was young. She speaks well now, but when she was little, she, she would call Marissa like Marissa, you know? And so she, when she said that it came out in this, it was very, very funny. That's it was something cute. we re-listened to over and over and it was very funny. I hope you can find it. Cause I'd love to hear it. I have it somewhere. I think on my computer, perhaps. The I first question I asked my kids as soon as they like Landon says, they said the dip S word this morning, I'm like dip shit. Cause I was clarifying. He's like, I yeah. like it. I like and his like, style. You shouldn't say that. I mean, like at the, the same time. The dip S word. Yeah, the dip S word. But he'll go behind closed doors with his headphones on playing video games and F this, F that. And I open the door. I'm like, who are you talking to like that? You know, and I said, mm -hmm. where are you hearing this? And he's like, he just freezes because I don't drop bombs like that in front of my kids. However, though. It's the rite of passage. I you can hear it anywhere with yes. his because he's eleven. Please, you can hear it on a TikTok video. You can yep. hear every any social media outlet yep. or whatever where they go uh -huh. to listen to certain not things. Not the C you word. See, no, not the C word. I mean, I don't know what. No, goes on I in just your think home, it's funny but. when like a little kid. There was a show I was watching. It's called uh, uh, Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Have you heard of that show? Uh -huh. the, the their daughter has a little girl who's like four, and she's at the she's at the sink washing her hands and um her like step grandfather comes in and she goes this fucking guy <laughs> and she was just washing her hands on a stool in a pink hoodie with or. her little butt cheeks were about that big she was like four years old and she was all why he comes so in and funny? she goes this fucking guy <laughs> that's funny i don't care who you are that I rewound it like four or five times. We do not touch. We do not teach just principles on this show. I uh, no. These are adults having adult conversations. <laughs> I forget that disclaimer like every All time. All the time. All the time. We're thinking about maybe redoing our intro, and I'll have to just make that a part of that, so we don't have yeah, to remember. Yeah, that's it. a good call. So about ten minutes in before the segue into our second half, let's drop the topic because I feel like we could cover this. I mean, I oh, want to reach word. out to the world Agreed. on this one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Insecurity. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. Okay, can I ask you, if I were to say, Tina, wh what are you insecure about? First thing that comes to your mind. Having my picture taken. Oh, that we was. We covered that I in detail. On that one. Okay, second then. Um, This came up today that uh, we had a meeting at work that it was an all staff meeting and we were, we got the email that was like, we have a meeting every Wednesday anyway, but this one was all special. Uh, there's an all staff meeting at 3 PM on Monday. Clear your calendar. Does that evoke like intimidation immediately? Now I want to say this no. because this is the important part of this topic that I do my job. Well, like I'm good at it. I have a lot of confidence. I'm secure in what I'm doing. I don't need a lot of supervision. I'm a self-starter. Like it's like, I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm telling, I'm saying that because I that is not congruent with the feeling I got that we're having an all staff in an meeting. Email. In an email. Who, why do you want everybody in the same room when we meet once a week for the most part? 
I, I'm not bagging on it. I'm just saying there's a different thing about it. There's like a whole, oh shit, is hitting the fan. Shit is yeah. hitting the fan. What did I Somebody's do? getting fired. They know I was late the other day. Like all <laughs> this stuff starts coming up for me. And then I start going, well, they have to write me up a couple of times before they can actually really like Whoa. lay me off. Like it goes, I'll take that to the nth degree. Do you think you were the only one? Hell no. <laughs> I went and talked to my cohort and I said, the all staff meeting, does anybody know what that's about? And, um, and she was like, hell no, I don't, I don't, I don't, are you sure you don't know? No, I don't know either. You know, maybe we're all getting fired. Like it was a whole thing, but it brought up, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, it brought up everything. Like I should have finished getting my degree. Um, like it's all this stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Come on. I'm like, I should, I'm okay. Somebody, they've got somebody lined up for my position. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to get an EBT card. I um, I know how to apply for benefits I now. might have to do some very hard work for gas. I, You know, like, I don't know. I get that way. It gets like that for me. So, Over yes. an email. Clear your calendars. Oh, please. It takes nothing to set that part of me off. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I've mentioned this a hundred times before. Mm. I did not grow up in a home that was like, I had girlfriends and like, um, I'd maybe be at their house after school and their mom would have like milk and cookies. Oh, good moms. Anyway, <laughs> um, or snacks, you know, or there was a bottle of whipped cream and we'd be eating that. Like that shit did not go on in my house. My mom would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Put that back. It's expensive. It's dinner time. You no, are, it was expensive. You, <laughs> I only buy to That's look for at. company. <laughs> okay. So when somebody, when your mother says that's for company, in like a really, that's for company. You immediately feel what? Uh, well, I'm not as good as company. I mean, I fucking live here and <laughs> I do the dishes. <laughs> I vacuum. No, but the whipped cream's for company. The coffee cake, that's for company. Cream. You did not earn it. No, I didn't. Apparently. So you're saying your mom created your insecurities? Is <laughs> my mother? God rest her soul. I don't want to blame her. Let's just blame it all on my dad. Okay, that works. <laughs> um, so, no, in all actuality, you're not born with them. You're not born with these insecurities. No. Okay, ask me, ask me, ask me. I have one more thing to say. Okay. Along those lines. Okay. Um, like, I remember going to my girlfriend's house, and the girl would be like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join the swim team. And the mom would be like, oh. <gasps> so happy for you right now like I can't even believe you took the initiative you are so and then my mom would be like where are you getting money for the uniform <laughs> who's taking you there and back who do you think you are what do you think this is the YMCA right like that's the way th there's two different versions of that so I wanted to say that to set the tone for I don't come from that I don't mm. I give that to my children now because mm -hmm. I feel like I broke that cycle mm. Um, Good there's still that edge Good to call. me, but I don't, when my kids come to me with something that they're proud of, I don't put it down. You like, don't stop no, it. my parents yeah. were like, what the, what? Yeah. Don't ever come in the house crying. Well, my dad took to me please. out back and taught me to box. 
Yeah. That's some quality parenting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you maybe thought that, you know, you, you're going to need that skill someday. So you might as well learn how to beat the shit out of everybody. Right. And they weren't like turn the other cheek. I mean, and we went to church. Like, I know. Yeah. Turn the other cheek. Yeah. Eye for an eye, too. No. But he's like, if you turn the other cheek, they're going to hit that one, too. Be prepared. <laughs> Put up Speaking your jokes. Speaking of cheek, before we get going, my daughter taught me a lesson. I'm not going to lie to you. Nine years of age, <clears> we're playing with her. We're acting like we're going to put her in the freezer. Yeah, it gets. It sounds weird, but it was a, It was all in fun. It you was told all your joke. child you were going to put her in the freezer. It's going to go the wrong way, no matter however I say it. We were. Who's I gave her for a wedgie. Charmaine's children. Don't be. I'm a good mom. We were giving her a wedgie. Shh. And I'm like, we? I'm going to put you in the freezer. Who's we? Yeah, okay. <laughs> no. So get back on track here. I'm trying to prove a okay, point. Okay. Sorry. I'll be quiet. And speaking of eye for eye, don't turn the other cheek. She full on punches me close fist like a pop. And I hit my teeth like good on on my teeth. And I thought, what the hell? And I, I, I didn't say it. I shocked. And I was like, you don't ever hit your mom like that. And I thought for a second, I was like, your four-year-old, your eight-year-old clocked you. Clocked me in the face, like a ghoul on, like no holds barred. No blood, no anything. What just provoked a, her? She literally thought I was going to put her in the freezer because she cried and she melted down and I went and soothed her in the corner for a while. But I sat there for a second, stunned, like, da -da 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 -da, and I said, oh, I'm so proud of her. Like, literally, she is going to be able to beat the shit out of somebody. Like, if they ever mess with her, I did I good. totally I did get good. that. We you were know? talking about that the other night at dinner. Yeah. And I, this is my thing, is that people, I saw somebody in Michael's the other day, and her little girl was no bigger than a minute, and she was just telling her mom, why, do, why are we doing that? Why can't I have that? Well, I have other things for you. What are those other things? Like, she was just Whoa. giving her mom the business, you know? And, um... And it reminded me of one of my children, Samantha. <laughs> um, and, but what I know about that, uh -huh. what you were saying about uh -huh. that, about Myra, uh -huh. is that it used to, that stuff used to tick me off, that, that brand of independence mm. when you don't have a job. Right. When right, I'm still right. feeding you, mm. without me, you would be nothing, right? Mm -hmm. But now that she's an older girl, She's assertive. She's not afraid to tell somebody, nope, I'm not doing that. Absolutely right, not. Right. Well, and I have to say to the contrast of that, Myra is a very soft, sensitive, gentle person that's a pleaser. Like she really, really, she just wants to please. And when she- I'm sorry, I just saw me, her little fist. Just, yeah, like like a woman. Too. She clocked you. Like a woman. I haven't been pushed like that since high school. And go, like bounced off my teeth. And I was proud of her. And I, she never knew I was proud of her. I'm never going to tell her like, but at the same time, I said, I instantly thought of her at 16 years of age and me and her just rolling on the ground. Oh, that flying. Probably I was happen. like, shit, what's like, she may kick the enemy, you know, but in all actuality, she's not insecure. <laughs> we were painting Samantha's room yesterday, me and my two daughters. And we were talking about something Samantha said to me over a year ago that was very hurtful, okay? Mm. She was in a place where she was just like anti-parents or authority of any kind. She, she's moved past it, but, um, and I said to her, uh, you have to realize, you have to be, she was like, oh, I didn't mean it. And I said, when you say, when you hurt somebody's feelings and you say something like that, you have to like Back assess. It up. 
and and look because when you hurt somebody, it's not fun and games anymore. You've hurt somebody, and you need that needs your attention. Sometimes it doesn't come back. Like sometimes you can't take it back, and it stains you. You know, like we were talking to one of our clinicians outside um, when we were leaving, and said, what are you insecure about? Just try to get fillers out because 90% of the people will give you a physical trait, a physical attribute Mm -hmm. that they're insecure about. Their boobs aren't big enough. Their legs are too short. This was intelligence. And I thought- Get out, not JD, another JD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, I thought, wow, why would he even go there? Because like he's one of the brilliant men I know. Mm -hmm. And then he talked about how it started for him as a, peer of his said he had a dog nose and so his <laughs> his teachers would call him d minus da- uh, a dog nose Ivey, people Aww. realize what you say hurts we'll be back this is whack-a-mole with tina b and charmaine g raw discussion about the messiness of life we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with more whack-a-mole Welcome you back to Whack-A-Mole, raw discussions about the messiness of life. Now, here are your hosts, Tina B. and Charmaine G. I'm all alone in the studio. Psych, everyone. Just kidding. <laughs> Tina ran out to the car for her notes because we were winging it. Um, not really because we can fly anything off the cuff, but to buy some airtime, we have a guest with us in the studio. She's actually an observer because she's like getting into the field of podcasting herself. She feels like, Hey, what do I want to put out there? But instantly I was attracted to her, her item, her topics of what, what's your experience buying a home loaded freaking gun. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Ronnie, can I use you? Yeah. Thank yes. you. I love using Hi. people. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> so, insecurity. Insecurity. First word. Uh, you know, it, it's also intelligence. Really? Yes. Weird. You said you said 90% of people think of a trait, and I'm like, oh, what trait was it? Yeah, <laughs> is, it my, teeth? is, is it, it my teeth? Is it my butt? Is it, you yeah. know, it's, is it my 40-year-old wrinkle? No. <laughs> but, but, you know, you said, said that, and I was like, oh, what is it? But because the very first thing that I thought was, you know, it's a not as a not appearing as intelligent as I want to be. Like okay. I want to know, I really want to be competent about whatever it is that I'm talking about, um, or whatever the conversation is. So you don't come off like so, you don't feel like you come off smart enough. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always a you know, yeah. Do I appear? Do I, do appear, I appear as I'm coming off smart enough? And do I, you think you're smart enough? Yes. I want other people think to think I'm smart enough too. Ah, that makes so, so much sense, and that's yeah. actually in the top five. Oh, really? Of what people are? What people think? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I want people to think I'm smart enough. Yeah. Right. I want people to think I'm smart enough. Hence, why Tina went into uh, her spiral. <laughs> it doesn't take much, but when she went into Thanks, her spiral, you're welcome. All I did was say we need to have an all staff, and she's like, shit. And oh, I, I was standing in the breadline. And I seriously, <laughs> for real. Seriously, um, Jay, Jay texts me afterwards, like, how did it go? I'm like, pretty good. Everybody thought they were getting fired or like I was going to fire people. That's weird. I do not put off that vibe at all. And she's absolutely right. We work for the government, so it takes layers upon layers to hire, hire fire people, actually. Um, but intelligence is a huge thing because so many people 
and we, we identified this in, in a professional setting, uh, feel like the acronym behind your name, it identifies your intelligence. That's true. And that's unfortunate because there's so much experience that you can gain, not just the street smart, not just the um, skill set of, of um, you know, whatever it is, office management or, or, or anything, time management, skills like that. But interpersonal skills, you can really do anything. You know, if you can mm -hmm. know how to talk to people and reach people, you can work in any industry. And that's there's an, unkept. Yes, there's an aspect of that that... Um, you can't learn in a textbook. I, the stuff, mm -hmm. most of what I do on a daily basis with my clients is just some street stuff that I've learned. It comes from my experience, strength and hope. It comes from having to tap into resources in our community, at needing a helping hand. And none of that stuff was stuff I learned in a, but while I was going through that, the person that was sitting in my chair, like me, yeah. I used to think, what do you know? Like you, what, because you have that certificate or whatever. Yeah, now you know yeah. how I feel about. So it's a, a double you know, stigma going on. Yeah. Huh. I felt, yeah, like I was being judged a lot and just things That's like that. That's very common. Like whenever you're on a low <laughs> that you think anybody that you feels above you is judging you. And then that could be a parental, that could be a teacher, that could be a peer, but generally it depends on where you're at in life. Um, but insecurities aren't, you're not born with them. No, they're trained. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, one of the cool things. Nature versus nurture, know. environmental versus, you know? Yeah. So, so many things. I'm going to look this up. Contribute to that. Okay. So I have some notes. Um, I don't like reading them verbatim, but there's some really good stuff in here. Hiding our insecurities are a futile effort as they are only temporary solutions. We usually cannot hide something we are insecure about 100% of the time. And even if we could, it would be exhausting. Uh-huh. Because you have to put as much energy into covering crap up, um, which is dishonest, uh, you know, like to put on that facade. And then you have to remember the facade. Like, did what did mm -hmm. I tell Ronnie as opposed to what I might have right. told her to make myself feel better? What, would secrets. I say something different to Charmaine because of the level of our friendship than I would to Ronnie because I don't really know her yet? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all such a fake out, man. It's, it's such a, a fake out. Mm -hmm. And it's anxiety inducing. Yeah. Like, you know, like you can work yourself up so much trying to manage, manage lies, what other yeah. people think. Oh my! And, and you just can't do it. Gosh, you know yeah. when you've got that negative little midget on your shoulder that's already telling you that you're not good enough, and you're you're you know everybody's watching you and looking at you and fail, fail, fail. But then honestly, when you're doing it yourself, it's mm -hmm. like inking it and not just penciling it in. Big time. Um, I'm gonna add this really quick because I thought it was pretty freaking cool. It says whatever caused your insecurity initially, it's your habits that are keeping you feeling insecure. So we're creating that habitual mind routine, so to speak. How many times have you heard a male, female, doesn't matter. How come I keep attracting the same kind of people? Oh my goodness. That's a whole <laughs> podcast in <laughs> yeah. itself. Yeah. There is so What's much to say me? about that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My magnet's off. And I'm like, yeah, it is. That's called insecurity. Like you will lower yourself because that's how you feel. 
And you're going to attract that over and over and over again until you feel better about yourself. So this is huge. I had, um, as a member of a 12 step program, I had, um, somebody tell me back in the nineties when I first ventured out into that 12 step program that, um, you, once you start to look at the hard facts of your dishonesty, all of this behavior, whether it be insecurity driven or driven by anything else, it's all just behavior. Mm -hmm. Once you look at that for what it is and start to heal that part of yourself, mm -hmm. you start to attract, attract different people. Oh yeah. And that is a hundred percent true for me. It took a long time yeah. because I I've been tangled up with some idiots for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, some, mm -hmm. some people, some men who, um, well, men who didn't have a lot of respect for women because mm -hmm. that's what I was raised with. I'm not blaming it on anybody. I'm just saying that no, I was shown choice. that. And yeah. so I, you know, and then I couldn't not do it because I didn't know anything else. But once I started to know more things. And, and value yourself. Huge. I attracted a completely different person. Not just men. Women too. Women, people that were coming into my life that I would once admire you know, uh, that quality of somebody, I'm like, oh, that's not my caliber. Like I don't got no business being with the people who pay their bills on time. What I like <laughs> most about you, Tina B, <laughs> like I am never going to be honest. Um, no, what I like about you is that you, like you're so honest to the core and transparent that it radiates and it makes others want to be that way too. Thank you. You're welcome. And I know it's taken a journey to get there. Uh, not only do we know secrets keep our, us sick, but I mean, it rocks our integrity to where w it's harder to come out and create those habits. I'll tell you what, I've not always been on the up and up, meaning that like, uh, my heart's changed. And when that happened, I verbally had to make and, and, um, consciously had to make efforts to be vulnerable and open with honesty and say, you know what, I'm not actually not okay with this, or I don't like this, or um, my favorite is whenever I get more change than what I'm supposed to, and by the second window, I'm giving it back to them, and they're looking at me like, why are you giving me money? And I'm like, because I'm not going to hell for like a dollar. Like, <laughs> integrity is important to me, yes. buddy. It took me a fight, and my fingernails are gone, clawing myself out of hell to care about my honesty. Mm -hmm. And that ties to my security of who I feel like I am. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And once I started to show people who I really was, not only was there huge freedom in that mm -hmm. huge freedom, mm -hmm. um, there's also you're honoring your own integrity when you're trying to be something that you're not, I don't care who you are. That's dishonest. It's going to catch up with you. It will catch up with you. It's a facade. It's an acting role. It's not, it's not authentic. So once I learned that I, I'm, you guys saw me at the beginning of the podcast. I'm a, I can be a total basket case and I'm fine with that. Right. I am a hundred percent fine totally with that. Fine with it too. I'm fine with exactly what's going on in my life right now. I feel secure about it. I feel, um, I I'm happy in it, but it took me a l decades. Like my twenties were horrible. I mean, you know, my mom had just died and I was just trying to cling on to whatever mm. friends and, but it really wasn't until I got into recovery of sorts that I started to peel back some of those layers. And I was like, you are, ex God made this, he made this. And 
who are you to say that it's not good enough for other people? And then ultimately, the more mature I got, more the decades went by. And at my age, in the fifth decade of my life, I'm like, I don't need your approval. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it's paradoxical because by doing that, I got exactly what I was seeking when I was not being authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is when you actually can peel the layers and you're maybe in a one-on-one conversation and you talk about, man, I'm really insecure about my butt, you know, like the cheese and the dimples. I mean, I don't even have to do anything there. I think, you know, like I buy all these creams and I massage it like they tell you to do online and they're still freaking there. And like, like, I don't want anybody to see my butt. It's unlovable. That's, my I mean, butt that's, is unlovable. That's, you know what I my mean? That's what goes on in, in what my head. Hell? That's not really? lovable. Look at my butt. But it, I've <laughs> seen your kidding. butt. I'm just kidding. It's not bad. I'm only saying that because in our mind, like we make it up in all actuality. Oh, totally. We make those things up. And why I say that is because when you get to talk to somebody one-on-one and you actually talk about and you're in a safe place, you can talk yourself out of that insecurity. You can de- feel where it derived from. Where did it come from? You know, and what can, what are you going to do about it? Live like this, unhappy? Um, to be honest with you, I can't express to you. One of my biggest things I'm going to do this next week is ask everybody, Sean, what is your biggest insecurity? Right off the top of your head. I just want, I think this is a good experiment. I don't know. Okay, you get two lies. No, I've I've grown out a lot of my insecurities. How? I have just by dealing with them and then not worrying about stuff. Airing it. Not even airing it. Just being like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. I'm, I'm this. I'm okay with that. Accepting of okay. it. Sometimes it takes airing it and talking about it. But when you accept some faults that you may have. Wait, who said they were faults? Well, I did. Insecurity doesn't have to be a fault. It does not. Thank you for clarifying that. But in your mind, it's a negative space. It has been, yes. Okay. So when you tie it together and you're able to accept that, you're really getting in your own skin. Like you're really coming into maturity level to where that's where you want to be in life. You know, working through those insecurities and realizing it's a step, it's the next step. If you've conquered them all and somebody doesn't trigger your insecurities, then I'm pretty sure that you've made it. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, Mm. I'm getting sad. Why? Because now I'm thinking about the insecurities I wasn't thinking about before. Oy, Thanks a lot for nothing. Jeez, fine. Take it's me down that path. Gosh. <laughs> Shani, Sean. Okay, then what are you insecure about? Uh, Your insecurity that you don't have insecurities? <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, I think people who I have to work for their appreciation for. Okay. My, my bosses. People who can make a decision and destroy my life. Yep. The pressure, like the three o'clock meeting that we're not that we don't know what the, what's going to happen, you know. So I, I worry about making sure that those who are an authority figures that control my livelihood, yeah. that they're happy, yeah. that what I'm doing is okay for them. So I'm always worried about that. Okay, I'm going to tie that in because when Tina came in and going, "Am I going to get fired?" and I'm like, "Where is this coming from?" She goes, "I don't know." Do you, do you ever, like, if you don't know what something's going on and you're kind of, like, in the dark about something, you, you create paranoia? I'm like, every month I do that, like, right before I start my period. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm not alone in this? And she just looks at me like, I don't What's, get one of those Well, anymore. how many times have you guys I'm been fired? I'm just in a perpetual state of insecurity. Um, I've Tina, never been fired. Tina, how many times have you been fired? Oh, my gosh. One time when I was 18 years old. How many times have you been laid off? 
Never. No. Never, Charmaine. Never. Neither. Okay. Well, that one time of being fired, that's enough to kind of you know. I've been fired. Trauma. I've been fired and let go a number of times. It's radio, so it's happened to me at five oh five in the morning in the parking garage. Hey, ah. we don't we don't need you anymore. Give us your key card. Ah, so you're like on oh, like yeah. one eye open. That's yeah, yeah. Traumatizing. Mul- that is. I mean, that's like somebody yanking the rug. Oh, that was literally. Easy- okay, no, no, no. Out that, from That's when the feet. cops came to have me escorted out of the building. What? Yeah. That's a Sean, good what story. Sean, what is your name, man? <laughs> what? You see, that's everybody says that. What did I do? What's her name? No, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> when I told this, told people in town that I was working, what had happened? Their response was, "Yeah, that guy does that to people." Uh, it was known for him to pull the rug out on New Year's Eve because, hey, if I fire this guy, it makes the books look good for the next quarter. That's uh, insane. What but, kind of a person is that? But I tell people the story outside the area, and they say, what, what did, did you, you do? do? So That makes sense. When that came out of my mouth, I felt um, fraudulent to the topic, and I'll tell you why. Because I assumed you did something. You might as well ask of, me how I was dressed. Because of mm-hmm. his actions. Mm-hmm. But I know you, and I know you have integrity, and I know you have value in this field of work. It's your life. Yeah. You're passionate. Mm-hmm. And so, so I being, apologize. being that passionate, I butt heads with other people who are in control of that business. Uh, so my passion uh, interferes with their authority. So they're, the threat of them having the decision of your livelihood creates yeah. insecurity. I get that. Because it takes away not just my livelihood, but it takes away my ego and myself because Ah. I invest in what I'm doing. So if somebody pulls it out, then it's not just you're fired. It's you hate and have destroyed everything that I've poured my heart into. It's like, it's it's a breakup. It's a divorce. It's, it's it's horrible. Your identity's lost. You know how that feels and you've had to pick yourself back up. I've been, I've been here at at the college for 10 years. I still worry about it. Ah, I've been, I was nominated. I was nominated for staff member of the year. I get constant And the next day feedback. you were thinking, boy, I'm going to be on the bread line. Yes. I always worry about that. It's always in the back of my mind. I'm Target like, oh, now, I got the best gig in my life. Because when but we so work, we, we go into the job. This is for me only. I go into the job. I'm going to give my best. I'm passionate about it or I would about the work or I would not have applied for it. Now, I will tell you there at sidebar. There have been times that I took a job because I needed the money. And those were the jobs I was the most unhappy mm-hmm. being in. Mm-hmm. Because those just I ended was up on VHS. Sacrif- it's okay. Thanks, <laughs> 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 Sean. Were you Download you 99 cents. <laughs> Actually, it was a Betamax I got. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay, 1982. Anyway. Um, uh, that I know that because I had one in 1982. My parents did. Um, <laughs> so I was kind of on a roll here. Um Jobs you had to take just to make it. And I know that because the person who hired me, I had no respect for them. But I hung out. There's a local restaurant in town. I'm not going to say the name. It's one of the better restaurants. Been here for a while. They serve great food. It was very easy to sell their food. That was my business for a long time. I loved interacting with people. I loved giving perfect service. I loved it. And I made a lot of money doing it. Okay. Um. They were the biggest assholes to work for. They call themselves a mom and pop. What do you think when you say mom and pop? You think like a, the, the dad's out there in yeah, the back like sweeping. An family, they're diner, like, hey, yeah. Tina, welcome. We're so happy to see you. These people were jerks, man. And so it was difficult to work for them. But I sacrificed my integrity and what I knew I needed emotionally, mentally, whatever, 
and they were not going to deliver. It was a lose-lose situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I've gone into other jobs like the one I'm currently in where I immediately felt valued in the interview. And then I felt valued when I got the call that I got the job. I felt, I still feel, I continue to feel valid every day. And it's not until I think about it. I had a conversation with somebody today that said around here, my not, and not at the, at the job. It was a, at a past job I called and I was like, oh, I'm, you know, my name's Tina B and I, you know, I used to work there and, oh yeah. And I, and why did you leave? And I said, I just was needed something. I needed to stretch out a little bit. I need something new. I needed to grow and there were no opportunities there. Well, she just went on a rant. Tell me there aren't there. I'm I can't get full time. I'm I'm underused and overqualified uh, and like and I know that I know that feeling like leave no man behind. Feeling. No. Yeah. And when you love your job, what these dipshits don't know is that when you love your job, you're creating, you're attracting business to you. You're attracting it. There's. And but you're going to be amazing at it when yes. you actually love your job. And I mean, that's one thing you can't be taught. No that internal, that internal feature. Um, I want to add to, I'm looking at your cheat sheet that you have over here with the emotional insecurity and Sean, like your pictures on here. I don't know if she added copy. And, I'm just kidding. No, I superimposed it says, that in there. It says if you're triggered by perceiving oneself to be vulnerable, inferior in some way, or a sense of vulnerability or instability, which threatens oneself image or ego. So you feel threatened that you always live in that fear stage and it's just an emotional insecurity there's a difference there though between self-image and ego yeah because ego is a fake out ego it's is that mask. constant chatter box in the back of your head that will not shut up it will take you either way it's it's sorry. cool <laughs> it will either be it will either take you in a, it, it's going to tell it. If you feel good, it's going to tell you, you shouldn't, if you feel bad, it should tell you you're a loser. You should feel better than you do right now. That's a lose, lose. And that's the chatterbox that I'm just like, thank you. Bye. She has a name too. What's Go her over name? there, Maria. Maria. Mm -hmm. Whoa. She sounds like a She's mean. named after a woman that I knew in my twenties who was the most horrible person I, from a moral, ethical intellectual she was horrible she freaking maria she was a thief she th stole jewelry from people like she was just a disaster anyway intimidating that's, so she's the worst image and that's the name of hers so i just go okay maria you're done maria okay? leave me alone so, maria but the difference between what they're saying here self-image and ego so the ego's a fake out self-image is this is How my my it, definition though? don't like email me that you know you found some Freudian crap from the 50s that you need to enlighten me about this is my opinion self-image is something that you create <laughs> through yourself and the only way we can do that which is what I teach my clients every day is self-esteem uh-huh what do we do uh -huh. to gain self-esteem now there's a difference we work it in uh, the field of probation. We monitor people and um, try to keep them compliant with what the court is asking. We kind of get in there as a liaison and help them and make these resources available to them so that they can be mm -hmm. successful. Mm -hmm. So, but some of them say, just tell me what I need to do to look good in front of the judge. No depth. Nope. You're done. We're not about, I mean, I'll tell them if you, I'll make a list and you can just check it off as you go. Yep, like, yep. That's a but what we're really here to do, we're here to do things that make us feel good about who we are. When you get up in the morning and 
as a drug addict, if you're strung out and you're newly sober, going and filling out paperwork is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Going to the grocery store, getting your kids off to school, like all Looking these little tasks are no. so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And the only way that they stop being overwhelming is practice. Mm-hmm. And when you do them, I get that self-esteem. Sean's not going to give me self-esteem if he tells me, I think you're the best podcaster in the world. I mean, you're free to say that. But I think you're free. the best podcaster in the world. I believe it. Oh my, no. I believe it. <laughs> Two Thank things you. for that's that one. funny, Sean, and that's cool. But I, I have to do the work. Yeah. He can say that. If yeah. I don't feel good about what I'm putting right. out there, then it's your not gonna, I'm not going to get any self-esteem out of that. Your belief system is what you build. And if you have somebody that's telling you something that you don't believe about yourself, you can't even penetrate that wall. No, it's an inside job. Yep, and it can change. So, I mean, I want people to look through this next entire week and say, do I even like myself and what do I like and what do I not? Because one of the biggest factors that we put out there in our work that we do is it's a strength-based approach. You can be told many, many times you're a piece of shit, you're never gonna make it, in and out, you're black and white Or the opposite, you're great, you're wonderful, you're this, you're that. Exactly, so it has to come from within. I mean, it's not an overnight thing, it's a process, but my biggest thing that I learned from a, a young age that when I started to care was put yourself around people. If you're not able to do it yourself, put yourself around people that you can exemplify from. You 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 can gain that the experience. P- people from. that want what that have what you want. Yeah, that's it, a huge you attract yourself to them. Find yes. them. Okay, listeners, let's start attracting viewers. better integral people in our life. Viewers. Beat the insecurity. Become who you want to be. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Whack-A-Mole with Tina B and Charmaine G. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Watch us on YouTube and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for, well, whatever may happen with Tina B and Charmaine G on Whack-A-Mole. This has been a production from a podcast studio.